Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. Wow, it is just, um, I was here in January. I don't know if you remember that. I remember it. Um, but how things have changed since then. It is just a whole different ball game. Um, but it, nothing took the Lord by surprise. This, uh, when this thing started in March, I, uh, I had some meetings scheduled. I didn't really have it in my heart to, do, to schedule much for, for a long time. And, uh, but uh, I haven't been out uh, in, in the live service for five months. And that's the first time in, since I was 16 years old that's ever happened. Five months. And so uh, this is my, my f- debut. <laughs> back, back to reality. I've done a lot of videos. I did a, I did a graduation in Canada, and I did a, a service in Colorado. I did an interview service in London. And uh, so we've done some things like that, and I've made a lot of programs and a lot of audio series. But, um, you know, we just have to go where the Lord sends us and, and stay when He doesn't. So anyway, we got a lot of product. I took this time to really make a lot of stuff, and, and there's so, I've, got, I've got months and months of teaching that I want to do and I want to record. But this is my newest series. It's called God Likes Faith, and I'm going to talk about this tonight and tell you how you can get a free copy of this if you want. Uh, it's, it's just great to be here at Island Church always. I love your pastors, and I just had Rusty on my heart, and I called him, and he just, you know, preached a sermon, how he does, and uh, my heart just jumped, and, I, and he told me, you're praying every night. I said, we're coming. We're going to come, and uh, we we're, we're glad to get out of town. <laughs> So, uh, but but to come where people are responding in a way that I think is honoring to God and makes a difference. And so anyway, we're glad to be here. I am so, I admire what you're doing. I'm going to put this into practice in my own way at, at uh, in Tulsa and just get in there with you and pray and seek God. Maybe do some fasting and call on the name of the Lord and get direction. I just think it's time for the church to go back to their roots, go back to what we know works. Amen. So uh, I'm going to talk to you about this, um, and I'm I'm going to call this sermon "Building a Stormproof Life." Building a stormproof life, and I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter seven, and I'm going to talk about three different storms, and we're going to learn from those things. Um, the, the three different storms in the Bible mentioned in the Bible and we're going to look at them and learn from them the first one is Matthew 7 verse 24 says therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them I will liken him to a wise man who has built his house on the rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. You know, when there's no storm, every house looks solid. 
If there's no storm, everybody's structure looks fine. In fact, you don't really find out, find out what something's made of until there's a test, until there's resistance, until something comes against it. And obviously, we're in a storm. And we're seeing uh, lives and houses that looked solid collapsing. And uh, other, others are staying strong and increasing and doing what God's called them to do. But I tell you, what, what, what we can learn in a time of storms is we can learn where our weaknesses are. We can determine that we're going to rebuild and reinforce and strengthen our foundation and make sure that we're that wise man who built his house on the rock. Because here's something, I'll, I'll make just a few statements about storms. First of all, storms come to all of us. Say, well, I don't really want to plan for a storm. You better. Yeah, but I'm supposed to live storm-free. I mean, the blessing of God's on me. Yeah, but you will be challenged. There will be things that will come against you. Storms come to everybody. You don't, number two, you don't necessarily have to know why they've come. Sometimes we waste a lot of time trying to figure out, why me, Lord? Why are, are you doing this? Did the devil do this? You know, I, I had this friend, and every, he... he not a church friend, but uh, I'm not sure what his church affiliation is, but he tries to be a little bit spiritual. He had something terrible happen, and he just goes around saying, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, and you know, that bothered me, but I don't know why I didn't think about it too much, but he'd say it over and over again. You know, he lost lots of money or something bad happened. And, well, everything happens for a reason. And, and in a sense, you know, they're really trying to blame God for that. Like God's up there pulling strings and sometimes he lets bad things happen to you and sometimes he makes good things happen and he's got this divine reason. And I, I wanted to answer him and say, yeah, everything does happen for a reason. Some kind, sometimes it's just because you did something stupid. <laughs> or sometimes somebody else did something stupid. <clears throat> sometimes it may be a, an attack of the devil just to flat-out attack, and other times you may not be able to <clears throat> really determine why it happened. Nature sends things, and there's no real deep spiritual meaning for it. But the point is, uh, <clears throat> we have to be ready for these things, and uh, we're going to have to get used to living in a world that's filled with uncertainties the way it is now instead of you know just trying to get through this and get back like it used to be. We need to reinforce our lives, build our lives on the rock, and we'll talk about that, and, and, uh, and live our life. You know, we don't have time to go do a redo. This is it. We need to live life right now. And I'm not going to let some virus or some economy or government restrictions rob me of my happiness, rob me of my destiny, rob me of serving God in my lifetime. You have a right to do that. You don't have to put your dreams on hold and your life on hold and your future or cross it out and wait until we see what they're going to let us do. That's what they want you to think. But you have one life to live for God, and it's already started. And some of you, I can tell you're well on your way. You know. We get to do this once. Let's make the most of it. So storms happen to everybody. You don't really have to know why. 
to get through it. And storms reveal weaknesses, but they really give us an opportunity to practice what we believe. You don't need giant killing faith if you're never going to face a giant. You don't need mountain moving faith if you're never going to face a mountain. So the, uh, the wise man built his house on the rock. He heard the sayings of Jesus and did them. That's just simply Jesus saying you're going to have to build your life on the word of God. We're going to have to go back to the basics and make sure that we're, we're standing on the word, that we're basing our decisions and our, our future on God's word, not on feelings and not on a good economy and not on, you know, favor in our government or whatever. You know, you could change all of those things. It's amazing. We were talking about the church, the early church today, and under the nation of Rome, the church didn't have any of the rights and privileges that we have today, and yet they still did the will of God. The Christian nation is really a, a new concept it's in history. It hadn't been around that long. You don't have to have a Christian nation to be a Christian. You don't have to have the covering of a Christian nation to live for God and make a difference in your world. It'd, it'd be nice, and, and, I, and we've enjoyed it, but we're going to have to do what God's called us to do and build on the Word and get our guarantees and our assurances from the Word because if we don't, our, our, uh, our foundation's going to crumble when, when the, the uh, storms get fierce. And I want to be ready. You know, they make hurricane... You probably know more about this than I do, but hurricane-proof windows. Well, those windows, I read up on it, are, are ready to withstand 200-mile-an-hour winds, a Category 5. A, a true hurricane-proof window is, is designed to withstand 200-mile-an-hour winds. Well, if you would put a hurricane window in a house, you don't really realize it's a hurricane window until there's a hurricane. Yeah. Then it becomes real obvious. I say it's time to reinforce. How about you? I want to go back and look at the foundation. Look at why we're doing what we're doing. Why are we doing? Why do we believe the things we believe? What do we expect? What are we looking for? Why are we looking for it? Who do we want to? Who are we waiting to help us or favor us? Or where are we looking for our supply? We can allow God's word to be the foundation of what we believe and the foundation of our lives, and that will, will withstand 200-mile-an-hour wind. That, that will withstand the attacks and the storms of life. Can you say amen? amen? Storms are times and opportunities for us to practice our faith, to use our faith, to put our words in action for us. They're not something to be avoided or run from. They're something to go through and to triumph in. I, I guess what I'm saying is, folks, this is time. This is a, the time to use our faith. Yeah. Amen. That's going to get you through. Yeah. 
and we can quit, you know, it's so easy to speculate and about the next election and about the economy and about Europe and, and who's opening and who's not and how is this going to affect the value of the dollar. And I don't know about any of those things, but I do know that God's word is true. And I do know that God's word works when nothing else will. And I do know that if you build your life on the promises of God, that you can count on them through thick and thin. It may not matter so much when everything's good. Everybody's lifestyle seems to work. But when the pressure's on, you're going to find out where, where you, your, your loyalties are. Does that make sense? Let me show you another storm. This one's a little less of a storm, but if you go to Matthew chapter 4, Matthew 4. I'm sorry. I said 4, 14. Close. Matthew 14. There's probably not a storm in Matthew 4. In Matthew 14... Um, Let's go back to verse um, 23. Jesus, when he sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. So this is not a big storm, but it's a storm. And it was tossing the boat, and it was keeping them from making much progress. And it says, now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. And immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, be of good cheer, I do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Now, Jesus likes, God likes faith. How many of you know God really does like faith? And he's always looking for faith. And he's especially looking for it when the pressure's on. Now, Jesus could have taken the cautious response to this question. Peter says, if it's you walking on the water, tell me to come and I will go walk on the water. How many of you can see that this is a disaster waiting to happen? What Jesus would have done if he was your mother, probably, would have said, now, Peter... It is me. You are not ready for water walking yet. So just stay in the boat. You can put your foot out, but just stay in the boat. Just watch me. I'll be there in just a minute. And, and, and you can let your faith grow. You can expand. You can practice. And we'll, we'll do this at a later date. Because if you get out of the boat right now, I'm going to have to save you. What did Jesus say rather than all that? Come! He was so happy to see somebody who wanted to believe something. He wasn't about to pour cold water on. He says, hey, man, come on, let's do this. I don't care if you just make it halfway. I don't care if you only do two steps. I don't care if you just get out of the boat and sink at least. Somebody wants to believe something. And I tell you, Pastor and I have talked about it, and you look around the landscape. That's why I came this week. Man, I heard faith in his voice. I thought, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. 
You, it's amazing how Christians have crumbled under the pressure. That, I don't know what they'd do if we had a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? They act like this is the bubonic plague or something. But just crumbling under the pressure, and Jesus is looking for people, anybody, anywhere, anything, even if it's beyond you. He'd rather see faith that's beyond you than fear that paralyzes you. Any degree of faith is worth much more than any degree of fear. It's time to believe God, isn't it? And so Jesus just said, he said, come. I, that just amuses me because Jesus knew what was going to happen. He, he said, come. And so Peter, <clears throat> bless his heart, when he'd come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But w when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. So he got his eye on the storm. He got his eye on the wind, as if that was what was making him sink. You know, like if it would have been clear and smooth, I could do this. No, you can't. And that's what I'm telling you. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, and it's so windy and wavy, I suggest you turn the news off or at least put it on mute. Because there's wind and waves everywhere. But the truth is, we weren't able to live this supernatural life for God when things were good. It's still a supernatural work between us and God. We're not, we're not here just because we got lucky. We, we didn't pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. I mean, he holds his breath in your hand. He is our God, our maker. He's provided everything that there is, and then he's saved us and given us his word and giving us, given us a destiny. We need his help just to live when the sea is calm. How many of you know you can't do it without God? So, so uh, he got his eye on the, on the circumstances, the wind and the waves, and he began to believe that rather than the word, the word of Jesus. And the word of Jesus was come, you can do this. And rather than believe that word, isn't that simple? We've got to get promises out and believe those promises. And even though the wind's blowing, even though the, the news is contrary, we've got to refocus and say, what did God say? What did God say? What did God say about my future? What did God say about my finances? What did God say about my family? And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand. Can I just tell you that Jesus thinks different than most people? God thinks differently. He just has a different way of doing things and seeing things. And in his mind, he said, he caught him, so he saved him. And he said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Well, I can answer that. <laughs> I mean, walking on water is not something we humans take lightly. It's a big deal. And, and most of us haven't even had that experience. It would be more easy to doubt that than it would be to believe that. I mean, really, if he'd have said, you know, if, if Peter had said, ah, look at the wind and waves, there's no God, that I, would under, I wouldn't understand. I would say, you have little faith, why would you doubt that? 
there's a God, and a storm doesn't change that. How many of you got that one? But walking on water, and in Jesus' mind, you don't believe you can do this? Oh, you of little faith. Whoa. Sounds like a challenge to me. Sounds like there's room for improvement. How many of you have been in this storm, and you feel like, you know what? I haven't shown a whole lot. And I don't know where that leaves the other guys that didn't get out of the boat. I was kind of proud of Peter myself. I was like, way to go, Peter. And Jesus said, oh. God likes faith. He loves faith. He likes it when people believe his word. And we've got a great opportunity to do that here. How many of you would like to do it? It will It'll, it'll calm your nerves. It's the cure for whatever's getting to you. Faith in God's word. And when they got into the boat, of course, the wind ceased. Now, I want to show you another storm. In Luke chapter 8 and verse 22. I say 22, let's not go that far back. Uh, the boat, let's go to 23. When he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain. Now, I'm reading Matthew. I told you I'm a little bit. See, if I was filming, I'd just say, cut. And you wouldn't see all this. I just filmed my 400th TV episode. Uh, yeah, it is. We we are really. I'm telling you, it was just timing has just been amazing because um, I haven't been out in five months. If this had happened before now, I would have been out looking for a job. But but because we've got our programs out, we have an audience out there, and they're starting to. It's not where we want it, but they're starting to respond. And uh, I had it in my heart in February. I just knew it. In fact, I went and recorded some programs and told my audience. I said, the Lord has really shown me that I have enough people in my audience right now to support my ministry fully through partnerships and, and donations. And that was February. In March, we stopped. And so I have been supported by my, my, my audience since, uh, and, and grace of God, and whoever else would get behind us, but uh, it's been a miracle for us. It's we're walking on water, and in fact, I went on uh, just a couple months ago. We we went on GEB America, which is real TV. I'm on an internet channel, Gospel Truth TV, and now I'm on inter, uh, a real cable channel, GEB America, and uh, and that's just just now started. So we're starting to get response, but it is. It has been a, a lifesaver for me because a lot of things that we do had to just keep going, and, and, they're, and they're going out, and especially during this time. You know, I did a series called uh, Living in the End Times Without Losing Your Mind for 20 sessions a month, and it's playing. it played like three or four weeks ago for a month, and people were writing saying that was so timely. I recorded that before this happened. Before any of this happened, I did a one following that called Carefree Living. I think it's on right now. Carefree Living, dealing with fear and dealing with anger. 
issues and all of this stuff that's, that, that we're dealing with right now. And then uh, I've been studying faith for the last four months. Woo! It's, it's such a good subject. And so we're starting to record those. Anyway, um, Luke chapter 8, verse 22. It happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and they were in jeopardy. And they came and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said to them, Where is your faith? And what happened here was that the disciples were all in. They, they believed in Jesus. They'd seen him. In fact, he had just multiplied the loaves and fishes. He had taught the people. He'd done miracles. And they, they knew he was the Messiah. They believed all that, that, that he was going to usher in a new kingdom on the earth, and they were going to be part of it. They had all these dreams, and they got in one storm, one storm, and gave it all up. In, in one storm, they went from Jesus is the Messiah, we're going to rule and reign with him, and all this, to, to we're all going to die. We are going to die. Jesus, wake up. We don't want you to die in your sleep. We want you to be awake when you die and you can watch us die. And maybe we can all die together because we're going to die. We, we are going to die. We know about boats. We grew up on the sea. This is bad. We're dying here. And, and, and Jesus, he, he was very disappointed. See, you guys... After all you've seen and after all you've heard, one storm, one storm and you crumble. Does that make sense for today? After all we've been through and all God's done for us and all God's taught us and all God's put in us, we shouldn't let one storm. You know, part of what bothers people is, is we, we look at what's going on and we make our own projections. Don't do that. Yeah. Since when did you become a, a projector, a, a speculator? You know, it's bad enough to focus on the news. This is happening, this happening, and this happening. But then when you put it together and you start doing your math, you know, this plus this equals, ooh, it's going to, oh, no, it's going to be bad. But what, what you don't factor in is God. I know this is happening and this is happening, but don't go around in circles and speculate on now what's going to happen and how bad it could get and how we could lose everything. and all. For, don't go there. That's what they were doing. They were planning their funerals. My wife's going to be a widow. My kids aren't going to have a father. And I should have kept that job. What was I thinking? And it was just one storm. Jesus expected them to believe more than that at a time like that, and they, and they didn't. And, and you know the great thing about faith is anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. It's not like it's only for a few real highly trained specialists. If it had been f for people like that, the 12 disciples wouldn't have qualified. 
and he would have just said, I expected as much. Guys, you never do let me down. I never expect much, and you don't ever produce much. I mean, we are really... No, you, you don't say, where's your faith to people when they don't have the ability or the capacity to exercise faith? You, you say that when they, they could have, but they didn't. You can do this. In fact, the Bible says you have the same spirit of faith, 2 Corinthians 4.13. You have the same spirit of faith. We believe and we speak. We have it. We can do this. So, so, uh, so Jesus looked at him and said, where is your faith? And they could have argued with him a little bit. They didn't hear that it says, but they could have said, you know, what do you mean where's my faith? And see if you can identify with this. I left everything I had to follow you. I gave up my job to follow you. You told me to get in the boat, and I got in the boat. I'm doing everything that I know to do to submit to your will in my life. And it took faith to do that. And you know they'd be right. Yeah. It takes faith to get in the boat. Yeah. The problem is we feel like as long as we submit to the Lord and give him everything that he requires of us, and we get in the boat with Jesus. Can you imagine what they were thinking when they got in the boat with Jesus? It's like we're going to have this cruise with Jesus. Yeah. It's just going to be us. I'm sure that the angels will be singing. I wonder if we're going to have a heavenly choir go over with us and, and a rainbow <laughs> and smooth water. Because, I mean, what could go wrong? Jesus is in the boat, and we're in, right in the middle of the will of God. We've done everything he's told us to do. In fact, we wouldn't be here right now if God hadn't told us to be. So what could go wrong? Everything. This is the thing about storms is you can't really, you can't read too much into them. And, and, and um, they could have avoided that whole storm. You know, they could have had a weather delay. God could have said, hey, guys, hold up one hour. And I'm not going to tell you why, just one hour. And the thing would have blown through, and then they could have gone across on smooth water. But you know he didn't? Say, so why not? I don't know. Storms happen, and you go through them, and there's no real deep meaning in it. It's just that this is what happens in life. So, well, did somebody do something? No. I mean, somebody might have done something stupid, but it's not. It's not. There's no deep spiritual meaning in every in every problem you face. Yeah. It's just a storm. Nature produces storms all the time, and if you live in this world, you're going to go through some. You know, my wife and I, we have a houseboat on a, on a lake in Oklahoma, and, and uh, she's my first mate, and uh, we enjoy that. And, and so one of our favorite things is to take it out onto a beach in a cove, and then you stake it down. And we try to watch the weather because you don't want to get out there in a storm. And so uh, we had it all staked down, and it's late at night, and I knew there was a storm coming. I watched that storm. I watched it, watched it, watched it, and sure enough, it wasn't going to hit us. So I'm thinking, we're, we're fine. You know, it's not a real fast boat. It's not like you can outrun a storm in a houseboat. So you kind of have to plan. 
and this storm did not hit us directly, but it had fierce winds, fierce. And the wind hit us, broadside. And I mean, that, that wind is blowing, the waves are crashing, and the boat's going like this. And I look out there, and my worst fears came true. The stake on that side pulled loose. And I had always imagined how horrible it would be if you pulled the stake up, your boat's going to be beached, you know, on dry land. Or I didn't know what would happen. I didn't know. And, uh, and so the boat kind of started, and I tried to pull it. <laughs> you can't pull it in the wind like that. And, and uh, finally, the storm moved through, and it's over, and we're just, sh sh our nerves are shot, and the boat's still there, and it's just crooked. It's not beached, just a little bit sideways. And you know what we did? We realized, and she said this many times, she said, you know, it was good for us to go through that storm. We found out what we needed to change. And what we were doing was you you tie those ropes and you and you take them from the back of the houseboat and you put them at 45 degree angles and we have these long stakes and uh, it's a long way it's a you know it's 50 the boat's 50 feet and then it doesn't go all the way to the shore before it stops and then plus you go to 45 so you need like 200 feet of rope to get out of the water and stake it in the dry land well I didn't want to deal with 200 feet of rope. I wanted to deal with 150 feet of rope. <laughs> well, that's enough rope to get you in about a foot of water. Yeah. And I staked that thing down and thought, that feels pretty good to me. Yeah. Well, I'm not storm. And it turns out that that, that, that that stake, because it was in the water, it just couldn't hold up under that kind of stress, and it pulled out. And there's nothing you can do <laughs> when... When the wind's broadsiding a boat until it's over. But boy, when it's over, we got in gear. I went and ordered new rope. <laughs> we never stake it in the, in the water. It's either dry or I found out another thing you can do. You find the windward side of your boat and you park where you can tie that rope to a tree. And I mean, you know, we're more secure than ever now. It's like I'm not even afraid of storms because I'm going to be ready. And, and if, it, if the storm switches on me and comes from the wrong side, I'll get another stake and another rope, and I'll have a double enforced on that. I can, we, we, can, we made changes. We adapted. It's time for some adaption, adapt, adaptation. It's time for us to look at what has this done to us. What has this world that has changed so drastically? What has it done to you, to your family, to your, your faith, to your psyche? Where do you need to change? You know, when, when things are going good, you can have a lot of bad practices and get away with them and they don't show up and you don't ever know it. You get sloppy and you forget things and you don't do things the way you should do them. There's nothing like a storm that make the, to, to, to get our attention on what's important. Yeah. Do things right and make yeah. sure we're building on a foundation of the Word of God and not what somebody said or what somebody feels. Jesus said, uh, or, or they could have said, Lord, we, we used faith to get in this boat. We, we used faith to follow you. We used faith... To, to be with you on this journey 
and, and, uh, but that kind of faith is important. But some people, that's the only kind of faith they know, is faith to submit, faith to yield, faith to give in. But there's another kind of faith that Jesus modeled in this very storm. Did you know what Jesus did? Does anybody know what he did? He, he stood up on the bow of the ship and he spoke to that storm and said, Peace, be still. Then he turned to the disciples and said, Where's your faith? In other words, I'm gonna, he wasn't saying only God can do something like this. He's saying, I'm going to show you how to act in a life-threatening storm. And here's how you do it. And it's not, Master, Master, we're all going to die. That's not it. Now, they, I, I, you know, I'm not saying that we have to be at the peace, be still level right now, but at least we can do better than we're all going to die. How many of you think we can do better than that? It could have been like, we're going to make it. I don't know how, but we're, Jesus is in a but We're going to make it. Or most of us will. <laughs> or something, you know. But, but Jesus is showing them a different kind of faith that's necessary when the storms are raging, when the pressure comes against you, and it's faith to resist. And that is a different muscle, and it's a different way to release it, and it's a different sense altogether. And if you haven't exercised that, I suggest you get busy. Amen. Faith to resist. Yep. There's a faith to yield, submit to God, and what? Resist the devil. We submit to God. That's faith. That's an area of faith. That's a muscle that needs to be exercised. But then there's resist the devil. Now, if you don't submit to God and all you do is resist the devil, it's not going to work. And, but if you submit to God and you never take time to resist or stand against anything, you're going to be bullied all of your life. It's time that we learn how to stand up when our rights are being violated, when our, when our faith is being compromised, when our safety is being threatened, when we rise up and stand on the bow of the ship and begin to speak the word of God, the promises of God, the, 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 the destiny, the promises he's made you about your life, the promises in his word. Don't take this sitting down. Don't just sit in the boat and wait for it all to be over. Maybe we'll survive. That's no way to deal with a storm. Some people, all they know how to do is submit. Submit to God. I submit to the pastor. I submit to my brethren. I submit to the devil. I submit to pressure. I submit to intimidation. I submit, I submit, I submit. But, but there, we got to know when to submit and when to resist. And allow God's word to work in us. I mean, isn't that what Jesus was saying? He wanted those disciples to literally resist a storm as if they could do anything about it. And in Jesus' mind, they could. And they should have. He's, he's not telling them, you guys are failures. You, 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 have, you, you can't do this. He didn't say that at all. He was more like a coach saying, guys, you got to do better than this to win. You can do better than this, but you didn't. And you're going to have to change your ways if you're going to win. You've got to learn how. To, it takes, you know, faith to get in the boat. But it takes another kind of faith to get to the other side. Yeah. How many of you want to get to the other side? Yeah. 
I don't want to go out in the middle and sink. I want to succeed. I want to do this. Amen. Amen. And so the key is, you know, Jesus said, let's go over to the other side. Whatever God said in his word, that's what we hold on to. How many of you believe that God could put in his word what's needed for times like this? That the answer you need is already there. You don't have to f wish God had said something else or, or wish that there was another book that you could... No, the Bible is the book. That's God in word form. And it is what we need to survive and thrive in this life. The answer is there. Can you say amen? I'm going to do this just as we close because there's so much more here. But, uh, and and uh, this message is in this series. And I'll just tell you this real quick. You can get this series free if you go to my website. It's God Likes Faith. And you go to the download section, look for this one, and enter code FAITH27. With no space, faith 27, and they'll, and you can get a free download. We do have a few of them out there for sale, but but um, the, the CD version. But if you want to download, you can go, you can uh, go to our website and get it for free. Is that a good deal? It's faith 27. Say, so what does the 27 stand for? I don't think anything. That's just what they told me it was. Now go to Psalm 91, and let me just give you a few scriptures. And, and there's so many scriptures in the Bible that will, would, would apply to whatever you're dealing with. And that's where you have to go is get the promises that have to do with what you're facing, what you're dealing with in your situation. But, I mean, overall, look at this. Um, verse 1, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. These words will work today. You can put your trust in God today. Verse 4, He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid. Everybody say, I shall not. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. How many of you could say amen to that? Amen. You, we need these words. We've heard media reports from sunup to sundown and all night long about how bad things are. And God's word is sitting there idle while we try to deal with our fears and try to hold them at bay and get through another day. These are the answers that will put you on top and drive fear completely. The way to deal with fear is replace it with faith, not fight the fear. You replace it with faith. I will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that walks in darkness. Verse 7, here's a really good one for us today. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. I preached this one time in Europe and some lady came up and said, I just don't believe that. She says, what makes you think it won't happen to you? The verse I just read! <laughs> I just read it. 
Well, it could happen to anyone. Not me. Who do you think you are? It's not who I think I am. It's who God said. God's the one that singled me out. I didn't make that up. God wrote that about you. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. I guarantee you God's looking for somebody to believe that one. Who's going to believe that? Take that one up to the bow of the ship and see how that works for you. It'll work. The word works. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. And then verse 10, I can't go through all this. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. I hadn't heard that on the news. Have you? Special report. No plague shall come near your dwelling if you'll believe this. It's like they're never going to say that. Now, I, I have a news program. <laughs> Mine's called The Good News, and you'll hear it on there. Yeah. But you won't hear that out there. You need to get in the Word and let the Word speak to you. And then finally here, I mean, this one's, all of these are, are applicable, but He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Can I just tell you that these words are not fairy tales? They're more real than the news reports we hear every night. These words are more real. They are true, and, 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 and you can build your life on them and depend on them, and they will never let you down. Isn't that great? Praise God. Well, did you get encouraged out of this? Stormproof your life. Let's stand up and we'll pray. Father, we love you and we thank you for your word. We thank you for opportunities to believe your word. I thank you for people with like precious faith. It's just, it's just good to be here with people who believe you and believe your word. Thank you for leaders like, like Pastor Rusty and Leah that'll just take the, they'll take the, the position of faith publicly, unashamedly, stand for, for truth for the principles that we've all grown up on and we've cut our teeth on. They believe the Word and practice it. Thank God. And I know you, you stand behind those who, who believe your Word. Thank you so much, Father. I pray that these words will resonate, germinate in the hearts of your people and we'll be strong and we'll thrive in the world in these last days. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah.